Uh, welcome everyone to the Unlimited Podcast, where we talk all things sports. Uh, this is one of your hosts, Paul Johnson. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at two underscores, Paul J. Hey guys, it's your girl Amir J. You can follow me on social media at the real Amir J. That is the A M I R R O R J. And hey y'all, I'm Kennedy Smith. You can follow me on Instagram at Kennedy Smith. It's K E N N E D I I S M I T H H. All right, so today on the first episode, uh, we're going to be talking about California's Fair Pay to Play Act. Uh, so for those who don't know, the Fair Pay to Play Act uh, originally is known as California Senate Bill 206. Right? Is it California legislation that would allow collegiate athletes to acquire endorsement and sponsorship while still being eligible to play college sports, right? So it was signed into law September 30th, 2019, uh, but the act would not go into effect until January 2023. So there's still some time uh, for the NCAA to make a move on the act. Uh, and the reason this act is such a big deal uh, in the sports world is because the NCAA amateurism policy that they had in place before uh, states that student athletes cannot be represented or marked by professional sports agents, and they cannot be able to promote or endorse products or service. Uh, so the Fair Pay to Play Act pretty much changes all of that around. Uh, starting January 2023, players in the state of California uh, and, uh, and any other state that decides to come up with their own legislation. I know right now, Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, Texas, and a few other states are, are taking their own initiative for their own uh, Fair Pay to Play Act. Uh, so today we're pretty much just gonna be discussing that and talking on the different, uh, our different opinions that we you know, see fit with the act and what does it mean for the NCAA moving forward, right? So. I do have one question here, you know, for, you know, my co-host. So along with the Fair to Pay Act, the big thing behind college athletes is that college athletes should get paid, right? That is the big issue, you know, uh, the Fair Pay to Play Act is allowing them to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. But the issue aside is that they should get paid, you know, for their performance, uh, just pay straight out. So the first question is, do you think college athletes, you know, should get paid, right? You know, why, why not? Uh, any, anybody can take that answer. Okay, I'll start. Um, so basically, I definitely feel like that is a question where there is no right or wrong answer to that. It's so double-sided because there's pros and cons for each side that make a fair argument to why they should or shouldn't be paid. You definitely have to think about the fact of at every school, it wouldn't be equal pay for each player. So if you are playing on, a, especially if you're playing on a team or women's team versus a male's team, if you find out, you know, certain stuff like, oh, the males are getting paid this much, or even if they did offer the women players some type of compensation, it definitely wouldn't be as much as a team that's bringing in the most money. So obviously, you know, male sports usually dominate and bring in more money at a lot of these um, big schools. Or if you're a player on a football team and you a bench warmer, how much you making? You barely play or you barely get any game time. How much are you really making? Is it really fair to everybody? But then you also think about the pros where it's like, of course, these college athletes are not guaranteed to go to the pros after they graduate. 
So they need some type of security and stability just like any other college student would want. All other college students work part-time, some even full-time jobs and internships just to secure some money so that when they get out of school, they have money to start building with and money to just have while they're in school. Living off scholarship is not gonna be enough for some of these students. So with sports being their full-time job throughout the school year and what they're getting off of that is scholarships, they don't have any time to make real money. So paying these athletes would definitely help them in saving and growing their own money because like I say, it's uncertain of what they're gonna be able to do past graduation. That's just my take on it though. I feel like I definitely agree. There's not like a yes or no answer to it. Um, with them playing their sport, it is like a full-time job and they don't have time to find another, another job and make more money to support themselves. But I also feel like it'd be helpful if they were being able um, to get paid um, and they could, I mean, if they're a less fortunate athlete, they will be able to support themselves and could also give back to their family. But it's also comes down to who's getting paid, how much they're getting paid, um, like who, like what teams would get paid and everything. And some schools are smaller schools. They don't have enough money to pay every team and every single athlete. So I feel like there's really no yes or no answer. And it's just so many points and details that go into it. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, uh, I definitely agree with you guys. Um, like the the issue around college athletes getting paid is, is definitely complicated. Uh, that's why, you know, I kind of like the, you know, the fair pay to play at because it kind of puts the, like, like kind of puts their own destiny in their, in their hands. Uh, because the only thing that changes is that, you know, college athletes can now, you know, make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Uh, the NCAA has been making, you know, billions of dollars off of the name, image, and likeness of their big time athletes uh, who themselves cannot, you know, see money from their own performance or their own popularity. Uh, you take a player like Zion Williamson when he was at uh, Duke, and I remember the Duke versus North Carolina game, Obama came to that game. To even get nosebleeds tickets, it was like $1,000. Yeah. So now these players, these 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids that people are coming to see, they themselves cannot sign autographs and make money off of it, or they will not be eligible to play. Uh, they can get suspended for that and put their, you know, collegiate career in jeopardy uh, because of something as small as signing an autograph, something small as maybe endorsing a small time car dealership in Durham just to make some money to maybe, you know, get something extra, maybe to support their families. Cause like Amir said, a lot of these players are not uh, going to see their dream of playing in the pros. Everybody don't make it. The chances of going pro is slim. Uh, so while they're there, they cannot get, you know, jobs uh, outside of sports. Uh, because that's their full-time job. But the the like paying them exactly, like paying them directly out of pocket, it, it's it's a lot of uh, complications. Like uh, like you said, Kennedy is it makes it too complicated because you have to figure out who to pay. Uh, like once you start figuring, like once you start paying players directly, it's like now do you pay men's sports only? Do you pay women's sports? Do you only pay the major sports that are bringing in revenue? Uh, and then once you have narrowed down and you decide, okay, let's pay basketball, football, you know, or, you know, basketball, football, baseball, hockey or something. Then once you figure that out, then you have to go into those and figure out, do we pay each player? Like, do we pay starters and bench warmers, scholarship players only? Like, who do we pay? 
because if you decide you go, you're going to go uh, pay basketball, football, and you have a player who he gets more time, uh, he brings more value to the university in terms of his athletic skills, and you have a player that's on the bench, probably not a scholarship player, and should he get the same amount as a player who is starting, right? And once that becomes a thing, it blurs a line between professional and amateurism. Right. So I feel as though like the fair pay to play act is pretty much just saying like, if you want to go get an agent while you're still in school, you can do that. If you want to go endorse a product while you're still in school, you can. Uh, but the bill, the Senate Bill 206, the California Fair Pay to Play Act also says that it states in it that players, they cannot endorse another company that is sponsored by their team, right? So um, if my school is sponsored by Adidas, I cannot go get an endorsement deal with Nike, right? Which, like, I believe is fair. You know, it kind of puts the school, you know, sponsorship in jeopardy. And the way they, you know, wrote the uh, bill out, I agree with it. I think it's a fair way to go about and the whole issue of players getting paid. All right. So uh, like I do have, you know, like a second question, like on the bill itself, you know, as far as from players getting paid, like what are your thoughts on uh, California's fair pay to play at? I agree with this, the act. Um, I mean, it gives players the opportunity to make money. And if you're a big known player, that's awesome for you. Because, I mean, people are going to want to pay you to use your name and your image and whatnot. But I also might, I mean, players could feel some type of way if they aren't that big. And that means that they need to work even harder um, if they want to be on the top and well-known. But, I mean, I think it's a great idea because if someone's going to want to use your stuff, you might as well get paid for it. Um, I definitely agree with the, you know, it's a great idea to make money off of you know your name image likeness all that but it's just like the immediate thing that I start thinking about is how if only say only California so far has passed this act going into 2023 you got to think about how that would reshape everything for the NCAA you got to think about how at that point if they don't change their guidelines California schools that are you know obviously letting these students do that they're not going to be allowed to compete in any NCAA tournaments that's going to reshape a lot of stuff for a lot of people. And if they do reshape it and then say they like, okay, we'll allow y'all to still play. If the NCAA does allow these guidelines to pass where they're like, all right, you know what? We'll forget about our guidelines and traditions that we've had for years. And we'll let, you know, California play in March Madness and all the other tournaments and stuff like that. California is now going to be making money. California players are going to be making money from NCAA and is they going to also have like not going to say a step ahead but like you got to think about how many players are going to decide to go to California schools just off of the fact that they can make money right so it's going to hurt some of these schools that are not a part of this whole bill and the reshaping that's happening right now and I feel like it just puts a lot of people at a disadvantage you know just for you know some money right now but you know people are going to follow the money like at the end of the day if you are an athlete and you've got to offer in a state where you can make money off of being signing balls at a car wash doing little endorsement deals here and there 
just little stuff that will get you money, taking up with some people and you just getting money off of doing that. And you already thinking in your head, you know, yeah, I'm good enough to go to the league, but you know, it's slim chances. And if I can go to this school and make this money while I'm here, I might as well go here, even though I have a better opportunity to show out as a star player at this school in this state that doesn't have this law, I'm choosing the money. And they gonna choose money, which you really gonna see people, you know, characters and morals show once this act does get passed. That is true. I mean, I feel like especially when you're coming from high school, I mean, that you are what, 17, 18, 19, trying to choose a school, you're going to choose the money because that's going to be like what your eye is on. And that's, I mean, that makes sense. People are really just going to choose the money over anything. And then another scary thing that that could also, you know, play into factor, not to say it will, but some of these schools can end up saying, okay, you making money now, you making bank we can start cutting loose on some of these scholarships. We ain't got to give y'all as much money to come here no more. That is a great so, point. I didn't even think about that. Why, why are we paying you to come here if you making the money outside of us? This money can go to, towards something else. You mm-hmm. schools are stingy and greedy with that money, especially if you playing at the HBCU. <laughs> Let me tell you that. They are going to snatch that scholarship away real quick. Oh, we can take that 15K back because you got endorsements with Nike. Oh, you got an endorsement with who? Oh, yeah, let's, let, me, let me get that back. Let me get that back. You don't even need that. You don't even need that money no more. <laughs> now, these players not even making the money that they thought they was going to make because now you paying tuition like the rest of us. Yeah. And that is no joke. So you don't need that free tuition? Right. You and then that's the harsh reality that you got to really think about at that point schools are really going to start thinking why do we need to pay these students what are we paying we pay you so you can come here and you know that's that's your compensation for us like you're getting free education free room and board free food all the stuff that other people got to pay for and these schools are not cheap tuition goes up more and more each year the cost of a degree is skyrocketing so now you got all these students that's, oh, I'm going to go here because I'm going to get an endorsement with this, then the third, and then your scholarship going. Your endorsement money, paying for school. You're not making anything. And you're just a player. And then not only that, the teams are going to become oversaturated. You're going to have a bunch of these players because like now these schools are like, oh, well, I know we can get these top recruits because they're going to come here because of the money. And not only that, but these are top recruits. So now you got all these players on the team, you fighting to show that you you worth, you know, actually going to the draft in the league, and now you're not making any money either. What was the point? You know? And that's, so like the point you brought up was like, you know, right into the next question, like, um, which was if California, uh, you know, goes ahead, you know, and they are like the policy, the bill has already been signed, right? So it was the going to play 2023. Uh, I feel as though they kind of made it, stretch it out for 2023, uh, gave it a few years because they want, you know, the NCAA to react. Like they want the NCAA to go ahead and change their amateurism rule. They they want them to, you know, go ahead and change it. And the point that you brought up was if the NCAA themselves don't say, you know, let's change our amateurism rule and follow California's, you know, fair pay to play act, and they allow California to do it and the few other states that I brought up in the beginning, that causes chaos, right? The chaos that you literally just described, like it causes chaos because now you're going to have players making a decision of, do I go to Alabama? Uh, if the state of Alabama is not, you know, budging on, you know, allowing players to make, you know, um, you know, money off of their name, image, and likeness, or do I go to USC or UCLA, right? Now you're taking all the top players 
and they're going to school in California and they're going to school in those states that are allowing it. Um, and now you have all the talent pushing them to one state. And because of that, it causes chaos because now the competition is slim. If all one, if all top players are going to the same state or the same school, then it, it pretty much changes the whole dynamic of the NCAA to the point where, like you said, they might not even let them play in like tournaments or play against other schools. I remember, um, Ohio State uh, coach was talking about the, the issue and he was saying that he won't allow Ohio to play against those schools and those states uh, that allow, you know, the fair pay to play act, right? And some of those schools, some of those states that are trying to, you know, take the initiative, one of the states is PA, right? Uh, and with Pennsylvania, you, you got Penn State, right? Penn State plays in the Big Ten just, just like Ohio State. So what you're saying that Penn State won't play Ohio State because like Ohio, uh, because Penn State, you know, the state of Pennsylvania decide that players is going to get paid off of their name and likeness. Uh, the bigger issue around the bill is that it creates, you know, unfairness in terms of uh, recruiting. Uh, it gives different, it gives certain schools an advantage over the others because now they have the upper hand uh, on schools and states that's not allowing it. Uh, but like for me, I personally feel that the only way to, that the very, that the bill would be fair and not cause chaos if the NCAA as a whole decides that they want to implement this bill. Like it makes it, but it could be because now it's in every state and, mm-hmm. and players are still going to go to their same schools that they was probably wanted to go to in the first place. For me, like they'll go there because now it's like, I'm going to get paid in the state regardless, but now I'm able to make money while I'm still here, right? right. It makes it fair to cross the board the NCAA as a whole. You know, to kind of close it out, right? Uh, do you think the NCAA from now till 2023, right? Uh, before this building could play, do you think the NCAA is going to budge? Uh, do you think they're going to go ahead and change their amateurism policy uh, and say, yo, <laughs> we have had this policy in place for, for a while, you know? Uh, but let's, you know, decide to let players make uh, money off of their name, image, and likeness. Do you think the NCAA come 2023, go ahead and make this decision? I really don't think so. Like, it's too much of a ripple and a butterfly effect that will go into it if they do. Like, there's so much that you gotta, like, pull apart if they if they did. Like, not only that, is that it's their history. It's like, that's just how it's been. It's how it's been shaped. It's how every pro athlete had to go through. Um, it's just like, and then not only that, I feel like they're also going to look at it from the state of, in some way, shape, or form, these athletes are already getting something. Like, y'all are already getting what most students have to pay for, take out debt for, and do this then the third for. Y'all are still amateur athletes. Not to say that amateur level sports, you know, college sports is not, you know, viewable watchable and entertaining and it doesn't bring in revenue because it does like you said obama was at games you know knows we see at some of these games a thousand dollars and especially you know what our what what we are in right now in our pandemic state with a lot of games being you know kept at a certain number of people allowed to enter a lot of these games are going up in prices and nevertheless do i think that that's going to force them to be like oh yeah we're going to just change the history that we've had for all these years, how we've been doing it, how we've been shaping everything. I, I don't see it happening. 
But if it does, you know, can all power to them. Congrats to all the athletes that's about to get that big bank. Um, I just think it's going to very much so end in chaos for like a lot of these schools because not everybody is going to get paid the same. Not everybody is even really going to make money. Not everybody's going to get an endorsement. Not everybody, not all teams at each school, because we're we not even just talking about, you know, basketball too. Like not all teams at these schools are going to make money off of endorsements. And if some players see you getting money and then other players ain't, Oh yeah, it's going. It's going to be some some rivalry, some bad blood, some energy that's just not cohesive in the sports department as a whole. But I feel like that competitiveness also like goes with it. I know some people aren't going to be happy, but that can help people work harder. Be like, okay, well, I want to be a top player. I want to do what I get what they're getting. So I feel like, I mean, that could also help with trying to fight for a spot to be a starter or a big name player. And yes, like it's a bunch of chaos, but also who knows? Cause like, it's only, well, it's end of 2020, but by the time 2023 comes, you just never know what's going to happen. They could make a change or maybe they couldn't, but I feel like you just never know. And it definitely is a tough decision, but what you were saying about people not being happy I know it won't be fair, but life isn't fair. But I just feel like that brings up a good point. If people are going to have to work extra hard, if they want to get um, paid and have endorsements and everything, they just have to fight for that spot to be on top. Yeah, all right. and Kennedy, like, uh, so I agree with you. I feel as though it upends the competitiveness. Like, uh, so I, with, with the whole issue that it won't be fair. And that's and that's the point, like the point that you bring up, Amir, that's the point that a lot of like reports and uh, different blog posts and articles are, you know, saying about the issue that it, it won't be fair. Because uh, the same thing you said, that some players, uh, like not every player would get endorsement deal. Not every player, you know, would be able to, you know, make money off of their name and image and likeness, right? But that is why I, like, believe it is fair. The same way, not every player at a school gets a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Not, not, every at the play, not every player at a school is going to win you know, uh, all conference. Not every player at the school is going to be named captain. Sports in general is not fair. The best going to get what they deserve. And that's just like, uh, like I feel as though how, like the act is, you know, fair in a sense, because if you, if you, if you have it like that, you know, you're going to, you know, like you're going to be able to use your image and likeness. Not every player in every sport, every school has the ability to be able to make money off of the name, image and likeness. But if you don't, like Kennedy said, you like it becomes more competitive and you go and you work and you get a top spot and you become that player. And now you're able to do that. It makes it more competitive because now you like now, like you saying, like it's about who's going to get it. Right. And it's like not everybody is going to be able to get it the same way. Not every player gets a scholarship. And when players don't get a scholarship, what they do, they go work hard in order to get a scholarship. Right. Uh, and to the other point of like, you know, like, uh, you know, with the whole thing around, you know, college athletes, you know, they already get, you know, a lot, you know, in a way uh, it's, they do. But at the same time, is uh, the reason I feel is like the fair pay to play. It kind of gives them, you know, their own destiny, a lot of them be able to make money off themselves. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're playing a sport, although you're getting a scholarship, the difference between like an athlete and someone regular, a regular student at the school is that, everyone at the school has the right to publicity. 
like yep. their own, you know, their own like uh, publicity. Everyone at the school has, you know, like a right to make money off of some. If I'm if I'm a student at school, I'm I'm not a student athlete, and I go and I write a book about my college experience, right? And I decided I wanted to go sell this book or you know sign autographs on this book. I can do that and still be able to come to class every single day. I I went to Morehouse. I know people that have wrote books and sell books. But as a student athlete, you cannot do that. If I, if I was a student athlete and I decided to write a book about the daily life of being a student athlete and everybody want to, you know, read this book because they're like, I, I actually want to figure out, you know, what's the, what's the daily life in the life of Zion Williamson? People are going to buy that book because they, that's something that's interesting. But the thing is, he cannot do that. How many college athletes, you know, got a book? You don't. But how many, you know, like, I said, people, you know, in school, right, there's regular students, there's probably, you know, a STEM student, whatever, and they write in a research book or something around their career, and they have a bunch of, you know, like, revenue coming in from that book, and they have those top two. That's the thing. They can be able to do that. Uh, and that's just the problem when it comes to, you know, student athletes that I see is that you pretty much do not own yourself. Once you sign that deal and you become a collegiate athlete, like, the, the fact that we're talking about name, image, and likeness, right? You don't own your popularity. You don't own your name. You don't own, you know, like your image, right? So if someone wanted to, like, if you wanted to go post a picture of yourself and say, I'm going to sell this picture, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. But yet they still, you know, like, uh, that's one of the reasons they started, have, started uh, had to start making the NCAA football games, like the video games and the NCAA basketball games. As a kid, like we used to, we used to love those games, but it was so much problem around it because a lot of athletes were saying, like that, like the game literally has me in the game, right? And they and they will prove themselves in the game from from little things as such as like the dance they do to the wristband that they wear, although they didn't have your exact name, but you can clearly see that that's you. Who else is number four on USC, right? And you you know that's you, but they was not seeing no money from it. Yeah, yeah. no, I definitely feel like that sucks because. I mean, you can be a huge top player at your school and people are selling your jerseys, everything, pictures and everything, and you aren't seeing any money from it. And like, I mean, that's just tough. How are you going to be a big name player at some school and not get anything for being that top player, jerseys being sold in the bookstore, um, hats with your name on it or something, and you're not seeing anything from it? Man, I walk in a bookstore at LSU and I see Joe Burrow jersey. Mm -hmm. I promise you he did not make no money off of his jerseys being sold in the bookstore. But because during the time that he was here, NCAA, LSU, had the right to his name, image, and likeness, they can sell those jerseys, and he don't see no money from it. But obviously, Joe Burrow is in the league now, and he can make his own money off his own name, image, and likeness. But during that time that he was there, I promise you, and he was like he was a big star here at LSU, and he did not see no money off of that. The same thing, you know, like with you know Zion Williamson, right? He probably didn't see no money at Duke, and uh, like Jalen Rose, the Fab Five. I remember watching their documentary, and they talk about how you know they made the whole you know baggy shorts thing popular, you know uh, they made the whole black socks thing popular, and they were mm -hmm. and Jalen Rose talked about walking to a store, and he saw there was a sign of talking about you know fab five black socks and you had a bunch of little kids wanting to buy this black socks because the 
like the way the store is promoting it is that these are Fab Five black socks. There's probably regular black Nike socks. Right. So you put Fab Five black socks. Now all these now now all these little kids want to buy these socks. Yep. That is the like marketing and and you know the promotion of these athletes, the commer- uh, commercialization of these athletes that they're not you know they're not making money off of it. That's one of the reasons, and it forced them to go to the league early because they like like Jalen Rose. You know he like, like he talked about that like you like it was time for time for him to leave like because you walking past a store and it's talking about fair five black socks and you know like oh these are fair five shorts they're not making no money off of it and you talk about how he was sitting in his dorm you can't get a job and you hungry right mm-hmm. like and like I remember and it don't matter if it's at the division two level division one level I remember like my first you know like year at Morehouse, you know, I, like I ran track, right? Division two, I'm thinking, okay, you know, like it's going to be it, like, it's not going to be that hard, you know, like, because it's division two. It's not, you know, it's not as hard. Don't matter division two, division one, division three, those same players have to go to class and do the same amount of work as every other student on campus. Yet they still have to go to 5 a.m. workouts. I was going to, like, we was running miles. I'm talking about four miles every morning. And this is division two. This is that Morehouse, right? Yeah. We was running four miles every single morning at 6 a.m. And I had to get up and go to an 8 a.m. class. After mm-hmm. going to class all day, I still had to, you know, come and go to an afternoon four o'clock practice. We still had weight room, right? And then after, after you know, practice is done at probably like eight o'clock, I still have to go eat and do homework. We had mandatory study hall. I lost 10 pounds my first year because most of my time, like by the time I went to, like Mars is a small school. So by the time I went to the calf, it was burgers, hot dogs, and fries. I don't want to eat that shit every day. Like, no, like that is like, I don't want, like, I don't want to eat that every day. So I lost 10 pounds that I had to make back up. Like, because all I was doing was running. Right. Right. So people always talk about, yeah, like, yeah, these college athletes, they get scholarships. They're popular, all this stuff. But, but people don't see the amount of work that they could put in. And they still have to get the same amount of grades, do the same amount of work. As a student who's probably going to have all this time, they're going to go to class after four o'clock. Most of my friends, they went, they went to the promenade. They went over to Spelman. They had a great time. And I went to practice, right? And during those times, like, they talk about all oh, these athletes. During that time when they're going and they're chilling and they're going to Spelman and doing stuff, they could have been doing homework. So don't be mad at me if, you know, I'm going and I'm doing this and you, you saying, why is this person on a scholarship? Why is this person doing this? When literally they're putting in all this work, they have no social time, mm-hmm. right? And you know, and Kennedy and, and Kennedy can attest to this, you know, as being like, how much time did you really have compared to your other friends? You know, like as you being, you know, like an athlete, right? Uh, a collegiate athlete, how much time did you really have to your friends who wasn't athletes, right? And you still had to do the same amount of work as them, be in the same class, go to class on time, and do everything, you know, unless you play a big sport. Like I don't know how it is for basketball football players, but basketball track volleyball, golf, we ain't stars. <laughs> we ain't stars at those schools. But we still got to put in the same work as those big-time athletes. Like, right. we're, not, we're not stars, man. I so, feel like the whole conversation on D1, D2, D3, that's a whole different conversation. But I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're D1, D2, D3. You are all – every athlete is working their butt off, no matter what division they're playing. They're all doing the same thing, going to class – um, working hard, trying to go to practice, and they're struggling through that stuff. So I feel like 
I mean, I totally understand what you're, you're saying. And I feel like that's also a whole other conversation. Yeah. But, you know, we, so we going to close out the first episode here. You know, it was definitely a good conversation. Uh, you know, again, this is the unlimited podcast. Uh, so of the unlimited podcast, you know, first episode, you know, inaugural episode. So you can listen to us on Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. You know, thank you for listening. Uh, give us a follow at We Are Unlimited Two Underscores on Instagram. Thank you.